Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Today, for you, our podcast listeners, we have a special treat, a discount subscription to the Weekly Standard. When you're done listening to the podcast, be sure to click the box in the post to get your special discount. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us today, Fred Barnes. And Fred, there's a lot of uh, fascinating news on the sequester and the battle rages as to how Republicans should respond to President Obama's intransigence. He says there shall be a tax hike or else. Yeah, or else the sequester will go into effect, of course. You know, look, it was his idea. Uh, he's the guy that said a few months ago he'd veto anything that uh, tried to uh, nullify the sequester, and now he's stuck with it. And, and you know, he's waited until the last minute to... Uh, uh, try to change it. And look, this is the way he does. He denounces what he calls manufactured crises of, uh, you know, deadlines that are coming up quickly and we have to act uh, uh, very precipitously. But he's the one who creates them and he's the one who who, uh, who, who waits until the last minute. It is not leadership. Um, and Republicans, look, I've talked to a lot of Republicans. Uh, they seem united on letting the sequester go into effect despite their qualms about uh, the cuts in military spending. Uh, but but this is, I would have to say, of all the things in, in the last couple of years that have united Republicans, it's the sequester. But, you know, there have been other fiscal issues like the debt ceiling and the mm-hmm. uh, so-called fiscal cliff that the Republicans uh, you know, caved, they crumbled, they rolled over. If they're making a stand here and now, why? It's easier. For one thing, uh, they don't have to do anything, and the sequester will go into effect, and we'll have 80, uh, $85 billion in cuts, so it's easier. And the and there, but there are a couple other reasons. One, uh, the public looks kindly on spending cuts. That's why I think uh, President Obama, even though he's his whole administration has gone all hands on deck in order to spread the word that uh, uh, the government and the economy and the rest of America are going to collapse if these spending cuts go into effect. Uh, but Republicans remember one of the reasons they're in Washington. One of the reasons the the Republican Party exists today is uh, is to cut spending now. The party hadn't done a great job on it, but uh, but here they can do it. Uh, this unites Republicans, and uh, so uh, I think that's why it's going to happen and should. So, Fred Barnes, you're saying that the sequester is going to happen and that John Boehner isn't going to cave? If he does, it will be, uh, it will, I'm afraid it'll be one of the last things he does. I mean, there's a lot of uh, dissatisfaction uh, with the job he's done. Frankly, I think he's done about as good a job as he can under the circumstances, but he surely knows better than to try to come in and, and change it now, uh, adding any tax increase. I mean, that would be that would split Republicans, uh, <laughs> but largely against him. Let me ask you a question. The money we're talking about is so small. It's $85 billion yeah, out of 3.2. Of, uh, it, it's half of 1% of, this, of the budget, which will be, what, $3.8 trillion this year. So uh, it's all about the politics. The spend, yes. the cutting isn't enough to make any significant difference. Uh, yes. It's all about the politics. How do the Republicans, I, I've, I've given up on saying the phrase Republicans win, Fred Barnes. Yeah. How do yeah. Republicans not overtly lose on this? Well, uh, one, because it's spending cuts that uh, Obama's avoided. And the public, you see the polls, the public's uh, in favor of spending cuts over tax increases at the moment. Uh, and Obama's created that situation, I think, and and it's hard to undo it with these speeches like the one today in Virginia, and and what he said to the Republic, uh, to the governors who were here for their annual meeting in Washington. Uh, it's just very hard to undo it, and uh, a Republicans benefit uh, because one, they get the spending cuts, and two, it unites their party. 
and three, uh, it, look, it is nice where Obama tries to uh, get them to cave, and they don't. Uh, I think that's beneficial as well. Now, look, a month from now, we're gonna they're gonna have to deal with the continuing resolution, which is that, uh, the budget, and it's gonna be harder for Republicans there. But here, they have the advantage because the cuts will go into effect automatically, and uh, and and uh, it's very simple for them just to allow that to happen. And but- there's. Here's my here's my concern. Here's my concern, Fred Barnes. Is yep. People have told me that this that the sequesters ended up being a weapon for the Republican Party, and the problem is whenever I look down the sights of a Republican gun, I always see a Republican foot, and yeah, I'm just afraid right. they're going to blow their own foot off. Why, yeah. for example, why wouldn't let's say that the that the 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 uh, the day comes, you know, the March first rolls gets here, we yep. go on with life, et cetera. Why wouldn't the Republicans immediately start touting? President Obama and the Democrats were desperate to raise your taxes. We stopped your tax hike. Why yep. don't they do the inversion of President, what President Obama's done where he's gone state by state and said, you know, here's the stuff I'm going to have to cut. Why wouldn't they yep. go out and say, hey, Massachusetts, for example, a bunch of liberals with high income, yep. here's the tax hike that we stopped you from getting. That money's in your pocket. Why not make the affirmative case? Uh, look, you're you're uh, preaching to the choir in this case <laughs> with me, but and, and you're uh, not only suggesting, you're uh, stating that Republicans have done a poor job in doing this. In other mm-hmm. words, Republicans find it almost impossible to get on offense, right. to sort of leapfrog the argument and move on to something else. Now, for instance, I think they should have made holy hell for Obama out of uh, the, uh, the fact that the sequester was his idea in right. the first place, mm-hmm. uh, created by the guy, uh, Jacob Liu, who he has not, who, who was right. the budget director, who he is now nominated for Treasury Secretary. Here's this uh, mechanism that Obama says is horrible, terrible, awful, and and the guy who came up with it, it and now he wants to promote the Treasury Secretary. So, I mean, there's so many vulnerabilities for Obama on this that uh, 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 that Republicans may or may not use. They are very poor at getting on offense. Fred Barnes, one of the uh, concerns I hear from my uh, radio listeners is mm-hmm. that they are afraid that the character of the nation itself has changed. Someone said yesterday, you've got too many people who get stuff being able to vote to take my stuff and that the character of America has changed. And I, I usually dismiss that kind of gloom and doom talk until I saw the poll today from public policy polling that a majority of Republicans and Democrats consider Olive Garden to be actual <laughs> ethnic Dining. Isn't that a sign that, in fact, Armageddon is here, Fred Barnes? No, it's a sign that America's uh, uh, tastes in food uh, are pretty pedestrian. And, uh, look, I share them. You know, uh, look, Americans like to go to McDonald's. They like to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but come on, they you like, got to know I mean, that Olive was... Garden isn't Italian dining. I mean, come uh, on. Uh, wait a minute. Haven't you seen those ads? <laughs> I know. That's why <laughs> I, I laugh when I see them. This is like saying that well, McDonald's serves Scottish food. Well, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be a stretch. Hey, come on, uh, uh, Michael, you're not going to make a career out of attacking the taste of the American people. Uh, H.L. Mencken did, and I'm following uh, well, in his did, footsteps. But, uh, but he's the only one who has. That's true. But, and one more thing I've got to ask you about yeah. for our podcast, Fred Barnes. Uh, yeah. As we speak, and by the time some people listen to this, it'll be a done deal. Chuck mm-hmm. Hagel affirmed by the Senate the Republicans yeah. did allow the vote to go forward. Uh, number one, any wins for the Republicans out of the strategy of making Hagel you know, confront his record of, yeah. of letting people know how distant he is from the mainstream. And number two, what kind of secretary of defense is he going to be able to be uh, given the, the the damage that's been done? Or does it not matter? He has one guy backing him. That's Barack Obama. And that's the yeah. end of the team. Well, first, I would say Republicans get credit for doing the right thing. This guy's a terrible choice for 
uh, Secretary of Defense. He's the last person you ought to have there. Uh, and 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 they fought it, and they fought it well, and they didn't, uh, and they and they fought it on the basis of Hegel's own words and record. Right. So I think they get credit for that. And secondly, oh, uh, he doesn't have any friends in Washington except maybe Obama. He's alienated all his old uh, Republican senatorial friends. Now he's got the left wing uh, uh, of the Democratic Party on foreign policy. He's got those people, but they can't help him run the Pentagon. They don't like the Pentagon. They'd like to shut down the Pentagon. And he's got to deal with the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the uh, combat commanders. Uh, and and while they've been uh, very politicized recently, uh, I don't think they're so politicized that they're going to be able to uh, uh, get along very well with a, a Secretary of Defense like Chuck Hagel. I mean, here's a guy who is an enemy of the Pentagon. He's a guy who thinks that America's military bullies the world and the Pentagon needs to be cut even more and spending is terrible and we can never go to war, we can't do this and that. And uh, I think he's going to have a very, very hard time as Secretary of Defense. And look at the other people who've come in. Leon Panetta, very popular with Republicans and Democrats. Uh, Bob Gates, even more popular with Republicans and Democrats. The people who are their uh, figures in their own right, independent-minded people, and here you have uh, uh, Chuck Hagel, who is entirely a, a puppet of Obama. That's a, a recipe for trouble. Well, I still say, as I said to your colleague Bill Crystal on a podcast mm-hmm. last week, the meanest thing the Republicans do to President Obama would be to let him have Chuck Hagel. And so now <laughs> you're going to do it to him. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Always enjoy it. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please check the theweeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. And don't forget to click the box below for a special discount subscription to the Weekly Standard. I'm your host, Michael Graham.